Hey guys, you are listening to Killer Cocktails, where the drinks are stiff, but the bodies are stiffer. This is a casual true crime podcast where two friends get drunk and talk about gruesome murders. Each week we pick a different drink whose name or ingredients set the tone for our stories. That, like, kicked it off. <laughs> I don't know how that noise... Drea, you saw my hand was over here. Yeah. You did that, and it went, and we're rolling. And oh. it just fucking started recording. <laughs> oh my God. That's baffling. Huh. Interesting. So we're recording? I mean, it's going. Oh, okay. I'll cut it out if it sounds... But that was weird. Okay. Well, if we didn't cut this part out, <laughs> that was my meep. Um, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But you're welcome. Um, so yeah, we are doing margaritas. We decided to do the blended one first. Which I'm, neither of us are fans of. I don't know why we did it. I don't... Because we, f- I think we owed it to the margarita to do one blended and one on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And we both decided to start with the one that we're not as big a fans of. And still not And, here, and the other thing is like, I love margaritas. Mm. I do. Yeah. They're a great time. Tequila. Lime. It's yeah. refreshing. They're, I just, I like them. That's why I guess I was so disappointed in how poorly we made this blended margarita. <laughs> well, you saw me in there. I, I took two bites of it, and I got, like, a chest freeze and a brain freeze. You had freeze. a little freak out, yeah. <laughs> I was not okay. I was like, oh, we made a mistake. I want to go back. These are going to be probably the loudest drinks that we consume <laughs> on this podcast. They're yeah. very slurpy. They're very, like, they're melting slowly. Yeah. Um, You have to, like, mouth them. Like, yeah. To yep. scoop it in your... I mean, we could have got... Sp- <laughs> but this is so much better watching you mouth it. Um, but yeah, so margaritas. So this is how you should have made it. And uh, we had there's conversation ahead of time about glassware. Mm. We just we made them in a classic cocktail glass, which you when you envision this in your head is essentially a martini glass mm. instead of the the hokey instead of like the margar like the Chevy's margarita glass. Yeah. The only way I would have substituted and, like, gone full Hoke yeah. was if we had the ones that were a cactus body. Oh, yes. Like, that would have been awesome. That's legit. <laughs> Little cactus arms. Um, so this is the recipe that we grabbed from online. And what you do is you take your blender, you put three ounces of tequila in, two ounces of freshly squeezed lime juice, uh, one ounce of simple syrup, half ounce to one teaspoon of orange liqueur, Jackie, <laughs> yeah. What and then you have your uh salt rim plate going on there. Yeah. So we we kind of did that. Jackie kind of eyeballed the orange liqueur and decided... Which I don't think was the issue. We taste tested and that's a tasty ingredient. Yes. I don't think it's throwing us off. All right. And then you went kind of wild with this simple syrup. I went wild with cuz we I went less. You I went said cuz I have that sugar book I'm afraid to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary you don't you haven't even read it. <laughs> yeah. It'll change my life. But not right now. <laughs> but not right now. So anyway, I just live in fear of it, and I just know that what it tells me is the sugar is bad. So I was like, oh, let's put in less of the sugar. Yeah. Um, but then it didn't taste right, so then I'm like, all right, so then we put it more in. Yeah. Probably more than it asked for. Yeah. I don't, we couldn't get the levels right. No. The levels just weren't right. And the crazy thing is, this recipe on, where, where is this, foodnetwork.com, the margarita, um, has a 55 rating, like, review, and five stars. So we could have done it perfectly if we had just followed well here's the deal this was a recipe for on the rocks yes and so we've added a bunch of water b- water and blended ice to the all mix. right um 
for salt, we went um, Trader Joe's Himalayan sea salt. Sea salt. Yeah. Yeah. And That's back to it. Cra- cracked it over there. Because we used that for the tequila shots last time, too. Yeah. That was rough. Because I feel I don't have normal salt, I guess. <laughs> Add that to the list. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's the margarita, uh, at least how you should be making it. Yeah. Yeah. You can make them again. You can make them in a pint glass. You can make them in a low ball glass. What I learned is you can kind of make them in a bunch of different glassware. <clears throat> I also learned there's a wide debate over who invented the margarita. Oh. Yeah. It goes like there's people talking in their jib jabbing in the thirties that they invented it. There's people in the forties that say they invented it. Um, there's all these cantinas and stuff down in Mexico. There's, uh, people taking things back to hotels and saying it's theirs. Um, I, it's kind of one of those things where I go, it's lime juice and tequila. Yeah. Why are we fighting over who invented it? I'll bet a bunch of people independently invented it. (laughs) Which story do you believe the most? I think with, I don't know. Uh, there was one where somebody invented it for this dancer at this club. It was, like, kind of the best story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll also say, like, all of them, it's not really, like, this drink has been called another name. Mm-hmm. Everyone who invented it called it a margarita, which is weird. Yeah. Do you know the origin of the name? Like Sometimes it was a, it was somebody's name. Yeah. Somet- one of them, oh, wait, this one has good legs. Hold on. <laughs> legs. Body. Uh, it's whether I can find it quickly or not. Basically, margarita is Spanish for Dixie, buttercup, butterfly. What? Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Daisy. Okay. Okay, so according... Because this is the opening to uh, Wikipedia. According, according to cocktail historian David Wondrich, the margarita is, a, is merely a popular Mexican and American drink. The Daisy, which is Spanish for margarita... Hmm. Or Daisy. vice, vice Daisy's versa. Spanish margarita. You know what I meant. <laughs> I'd have two daisies, please. <laughs> Por favor, gracias. <laughs> uh, remade with tequila instead of brandy. Oh. So an American drink called the Daisy is what sounds like uh, lime juice and brandy. Oh, God. Right? Ew. I guess. Nope. Uh, became popular during Prohibition. Do we have to drink that? As people drifted over the border for alcohol. So you've got this daisy drink that's popular in America with all those people, those roaring twenties gals, and then this is the the Spanish the margaritas the Mexican take on hmm. the daisy. I like that story. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, and there's like you know these other people you know who claim stuff, but I'm liars, not gonna, all liars. I'm not going to give them a shout out. Yeah, let's jump right into this. So our drink is margaritas. So my drink will involve Margaritaville. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, it's a long stretch. You'll hear it in the Is story. that a real place? No, no. But there okay. is a restaurant called Margaritaville, which plays into this. Got it. But not at all. You'll see. So we're going to start with Travis Alexander, who was born on July 28th, 1977, in Riverside, California. Um, I got family in Riverside. I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. First sentence. Okay, go so, ahead. Get it out. <laughs> Trey and I had a whole conversation about what a horrible interrupter I am, which has been a lifelong struggle. So I was, was going to try very hard. I think part of it is when you said that, you gave me this look, like this challenging look. 
And I was like, oh, maybe we've talked about Riverside in the past. I'll bring up that I have family in Riverside. I felt like that was like a, like you lobbed me a ball to hit. Okay. Uh, that was amazing. Okay. So Travis, he is um, one of seven kids. Big family. Big family. His... Do we have a time frame yet or you'll get there? Uh, 1977. I wasn't listening. Got nope. it. He was born July 28th, 1977 <laughs> in Riverside, California. <laughs> I got so excited about the Riverside that I completely erased the 77. All right, I'm with you. All right, so one of seven kids, his parents um, were addicted to meth, and so eventually they divorced. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Go ahead. How long has meth been a thing? Oh, God, I mean... I feel like meth, I never heard about meth until the last 15 years, maybe. I mean, meth is like a... Um, so just because I was a kid? So, a meth of mine... I'm saying this wrong. Anyways, uh, was first made in 1887 in Germany. Okay. And then there's something about Japan in 1919. So, like, when they say people in the 70s were doing meth, are they doing meth in the same way that people are doing meth now? I'm going to say yes, but I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back to Travis. <laughs> um, so parents get divorced and um, his father eventually dies. And so Travis and his siblings uh, get taken in by their grandmother. And this is kind of a pivotal part of Travis's life because his grandmother introduces him to the Mormon faith. Oh. And so he becomes very Mormon. And I think he has such a rough childhood. He sees Mormonism as like a way of like being able to get over his past yeah, and like make a positives. great future for himself. Yeah. Um, so Travis becomes a really successful salesman for a multi-level marketing company. I love it. AKA Pyramid Schemes. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're called Prepaid Legal Services. And he's also doing like motivational speaking for them. And so now we're panning over to Jody Arias. And uh, she's born on July 9th, 1980 in... Salinas, California, hey. which is where I'm from-ish, and uh, she dropped out of high school in the 11th grade and later got her GED, and she really developed a liking for, like, photography, which will eventually be her downfall. Ooh. I know, I know. So eventually, um, Jody also gets a job at Prepaid Legal Services uh, in February 2006, and she meets Travis at a conference in Las Vegas for their company. And Jody says within that first week, they just have instant chemistry. They're hitting it off. They're hitting it off. And, but, and they're in Vegas? And they're in Vegas. But Travis is Mormon. Oh, yeah. And they don't believe in sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. But then they have sex. Yeah. Within that first week. I've, yeah. Yeah. I've known some Mormons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's that margarita? <laughs> All I've been put on is when Mormons... Mormons are either super Mormon, yeah, or they're kind of Mormon. Yeah, the kind of. You like you know a kind of Mormon. Yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Caroline grew up super Mormon. Oh my god, <laughs> Caroline's like the best Mormon, not Mormon. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh, Caroline, love you. Um. So okay, super into Mormon life. They start uh boning, and. <laughs> And so they, so Jody lives in Palm Springs and Travis lives in Mesa, Arizona. So it's like a five and a half, six hour drive. Um, Got it. And so they start this long distance relationship, but yeah. they're in contact with each other every day. They've tasted the forbidden fruit. 
Yes. Um, Jody, by the way, is super beautiful. Like, mm. very good looking. Travis is also good looking. Not my cup of tea, but, you know, handsome Mormon man. And um, so if you started dating someone and they were, I don't know, say Mormon, how long would it take you to convert to Mormonism? Mormonism? Mormonism. 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 The Mormon faith. Or Mormon, Mormon. Yeah, yeah. Or um, any religion. <clears throat> That's a very hard question to answer. I feel like, because I'm a hobby collector, <laughs> I feel like I could get really into learning about a religion yeah. and being super into it, but then ultimately not being that into it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a disservice to that faith or that congregation. Um, I could see not... Converting. Okay. Yeah. And being yeah. kind of like, well, you do you. It depends on, because sometimes the faith, sometimes you got to. Yeah. Well, it takes Jody three months. Okay. To just. How long would you take? I probably wouldn't. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Like uh, it's a factors. marriage thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think three months is a little early. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. At least wait a couple of years. Um. So uh, what was it? Oh, Travis actually baptizes Jody like himself with the. Yeah people in the hmm. yeah <laughs> so according to her um this got her closer to travis mm-hmm. um so a couple of months later in february 2007 they become an official couple so they weren't even an official couple then but now the, it's like facebook official exactly yeah i'm religion official yeah um and then five months later in june 27 well because in mormonism you can't go in the church if you're not a mormon oh really yeah like you can't physically go in the building oh um, okay, so in June 20, uh, 2007, so like five months later, they break up. So, wah, wah. And so at this point, they're still long distance. So they broke up. Now yeah. Jody has now moves to Mesa. Okay. Like a couple miles from Travis. Oh, she's not over it. No, 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 no. She, she thinks he's going to be hubby. Okay. Yeah. So then things start getting really weird. I forgot that this was going to end in murder. <laughs> Did you think we were just... You were just telling me a story. <laughs> and I was like, about oh, wait, Mormonism. someone's going to die. <laughs> no! Who's it going to be? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, things, that's awesome. So things get weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, so things start getting weird. Uh, Jody breaks into Travis's house a couple times, and she's found sneaking around a couple times. Travis even found her hiding behind their Christmas tree one time. Oh, wow. And he lives with roommates, like okay. Mormon roommates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Could you imagine, though, that, like, you, like, look over at your Christmas tree, like, ah, I'm in the Christmas spirit, and there's a person? I I don't know who's going to die. I think he's going to die, but I don't know. Yeah? Okay, continue. <laughs> so, um, his tires get slashed a couple times. No one can pin it on Jody, but they're all like, ah, it's Jody. Uh, so Jody starts hacking into his email, and I said Facebook in my notes, but I want to say it was MySpace. Yeah, the timing yeah, sounds more yeah. like MySpace. Or Friendster. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, uh, and she even takes some of his journals when she's breaking in and out of his house. Okay. Um, Jody also um, sends Travis's ex-girlfriend's emails. So uh, Travis starts seeing other Mormon women during this time. Okay. And, of course, Jody is stalking him yeah. and like, looking through his emails. So she gets their email addresses and she actually sent this particular email to one woman. So I'm going to read you a little bit of it. Okay. You are a shameful whore. Your heavenly father must be deeply ashamed of the whoredoms you've committed with that insidious man. If you let him stay in your bed one more time or even sleep under the same roof as him, you'll be giving the appearance of evil. 
You're driving away the Holy Ghost, and you are wasting your time. You are also uh, compromising your salvation and breaking your baptismal co covenants. Mm -hmm. uh, your future, your salvations, and your posterity is resting on your choices and actions. You are a daughter of God, and you have been a shameful example. Good gracious. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She's uh, fired up. Yeah. Um, so... February 2008, Mimi Hall, who's another woman Travis is seeing, okay. said that Jody followed them during a date. Of course she did. And they, I believe they went back to her house and they're just hanging out and the security alarm goes off in the back of the house and they go check it out and the back door is open, but nobody's there. Because mm. she's behind the Christmas tree. <gasps> <laughs> So eventually Jody, I don't know, gets bored or whatever, decides to move back to Eureka, which is kind of where she's from. Eventually, her grandparents are up in Eureka. So this is Eureka, April. California. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Go ahead. Nothing. Okay. Just, <laughs> I didn't know how we got there. Yeah. Well, she, so she was in Palm Springs. She has family in Eureka. Okay. She moved to Mesa. So now she's back in Eureka. And this is April 2008. So on May uh, 2008, on the 28th, uh, her house gets broken into like her, her Hers? house. Yeah. Her house and her grandparents' house and, um, a 25 caliber gun and other, other objects are taken. And the, and this is the grandparents gun. And the, this gun was like never recovered. Okay. Okay. So, um, at this point, Travis is like, I am so done with this crazy. I need to get out of the country. So he plans a trip to Cancun with some friends like in June. And so it's May. It's like a couple days before this trip. And his friends are trying to get a hold of him because they're all taking this plane together yeah. and he's not responding to them. And he's missed a couple of meetings at work. And so a group of friends decides to go over to his house. Okay. And they run into his one of his roommates and the roommate was like, no, he's been gone on a trip. And they're like, no. He's going to go on a trip. He's going to go on a trip. So they have to look around for a spare key to his master bedroom. Yeah. And when they do find it, they open up the door. And there's just blood everywhere. And he's in the shower. They didn't smell it? So this is this is a thing. I or I watched an interview with one of the friends and they said when they got to the house, when you opened the door you could smell something. But it's like the roommate was there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out I have a theory. Okay. Already? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Just about the smell. Oh, okay. Um when many boys live in one house. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. It can be an olfactory adventure. Yeah. And can be aromatic. I heard anal factory adventure. <laughs> <laughs> an olfactory. Okay. Your nose, an olfactory. Um, I feel like they probably opened the door and, whew, it's getting a little gamey in here. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, 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 let's tear it out. Let's tear it out. I'll bet they noticed a smell, but went, mm, it probably smells here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Isn't that so? He'd been there for five days. Yeah. That house reeked. Yeah. And everyone was just like, "Woof, our house smells." <laughs> Let's not investigate. And it's in Arizona, like in May. Um. Okay. So this group of friends and the roommate. Yeah. They enter the master bedroom. It's horrible. There's pools of large, uh, like large pools of blood in the hallway leading to the master bathroom, and they find his body in the shower. It's it's a tiny walk, like stand up shower. Okay. So he's like in a fetal yeah. position. Um, his throat had been cut to the point where he's almost decapitated. Much like Nicole Brown Simpson. Yes. 
<laughs> he'd been shot in the head and stabbed over 27 times. So just a rage fest. Rage fest. Um, they also found <laughs> defensive wounds on his hands. Mm. So immediately his friends call 911 and the cops are like, oh, like, did he have any enemies? And immediately they're all like, Jody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the cops have this inf- information. Um, they're starting to get, like, all their leads at this point. But Jody ends up calling the cops herself. Okay. And, um, because she's like, oh, a mutual friend of ours told me what happened. I'm so worried. Is there anything I could do to help? Oh, no, I wasn't in Mesa. No, no, I was, you know, back in Cal. Mm-hmm. No, no. Um, so several days before this trip, Jody uh, repeatedly contacted her ex-boyfriend, Daryl Brew- Brewer, asking to borrow two five-gallon gas cans for a trip to Arizona. Hmm. Uh, the cans were not returned to... Because she didn't want to be caught buying gas along the way? That's what I think, yeah. Clever. Clever, yeah. But then she uses her credit card to buy gas. Like, she... Not clever. <clears throat> so, she never returns these cans. Um, receipts presented at the trial also show that she purchased, like, another five-gallon gas tank somewhere else. Um, in uh, Salinas, California. So, um, also, so this is where, like, the receipts come in. She buys gas in Pasadena, California, uh, with cash, and then two minutes later with her MasterCard, and then again with her MasterCard in Salt Lake City a couple times, and then she's in Sparks, Nevada, Hmm. just, like, getting all this gas. So after Travis's death, but before his body is discovered, Jody actually continues to call his phone and, like, leave voicemails. And she's like, oh, I have to tell you about my funny road trip I'm taking right now. Because she's trying to go up to Utah to see this guy that she's seeing. Okay. This other Mormon guy who happens to be Travis's, like, co-worker. Okay. Um, and so on June 2nd, 2008, so a couple days before the murder, Jody rents a Ford Focus in Redding, California. And How'd um, she get to Redding? She takes her own car. <clears throat> so she went to Salt Lake. Not yet, not yet. Sorry, we're going backwards. So right now she's just driving all around California getting gas. Getting gas, yeah. Ends in Reading. I think the this gas kind of thing... I'm confused by Reading because it seems like the opposite direction. Yeah, she just... Uh, just hold on. She, it gets weird. Okay. Um. So she goes to Reading. I've got fedding for family in Reading, too. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. You have them everywhere. Um, so she gets to Reading. She or, uh, rents a car. They originally want to give her a red car. And she's like, oh, no, can I have, like, a white car? Um. Yeah. And so she gets the car. Why does it matter? And she's like, I'm just going to drive it locally. Uh, when she returns it, it has 2,800 miles on it. What a goon. And it's also missing the floor mats. Mm. And there was what looked like Kool-Aid stains on the front and rear seats. And the car was clean before police could investigate it. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, at the crime scene, uh, they find a twenty-five caliber round. She located, had a .25 caliber stolen, yeah. Yep. Located near the sink in the master bedroom. Uh, bathroom, and then Travis's digital camera was located in the washing machine, and all the photos had been deleted off of it. That's weird. Yeah. But police were able to recover some photos. Yeah, that's how technology works. And it's kind of crazy. You can see the photos minutes before he he's, he dies. What? And they're doing, like, a photo shoot. So she comes over, and they have, like, a and sexual... He d- and he doesn't think it's weird. He's no. like, oh... I mean, it might be kind of weird. He, she came in the middle of the night. It was like 3 a.m. You up? 
Yeah, he lets her in, they go to sleep, presumably, and then the next day they have a sexual escapade, and they're taking sexual photos of each other. Yeah, and then she's a photographer, so she's like, then we want to take photos uh, of him in the shower, and I wanted to get the, like, water getting off of his body. So there's a photo where it looks like he's, like, turning his head, and water is spraying, and he's, like, looking. And some people say he looks scared, and others are like, no, that's just his pose, like, he's not... um, what? Yeah. Uh, here, I'm pulling up the picture right now. Whoa. He looks scared. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, but also, like, the water is, like... So it could just be, like, a Zoolander. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. There's another one of him, like... Like, there's, like, this one, too. <laughs> we'll post all these on Instagram. So they were obviously doing, like, a little photo shoot. And, um... There's one where he's, like, sitting on the bathroom tile... And so that's kind of when they think she might have tried to stab him because he was, like, crouched. Crazy. Um, but anyway, so they're taking a bunch of photos. And the last photo of uh, Travis alive is taken at 5.29 p.m. on June 4th. And then there's a couple other photos that were recovered uh, several minutes after that. And you can't really – you kind of see what's going on. You don't see anybody's face, but it, they were taken during the murder. Ew. And you can see, like, a body being dragged. and Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, so a bloody palm print was also located in the bathroom hallway, which DNA revealed to be a mixture of Jody and Travis's blood. Okay. Um, but Jody, at this point, <clears throat> continues to insist that she hasn't seen uh, Travis since April. Um, that's That lie's going to crumble. <laughs> so um, Jody... Okay, so Ryan Burns is the guy she's seeing in Utah. Yeah. And so after she sees uh, Travis, she drives to Utah and goes, hangs out with this guy named Ryan and, like, uh, his friends. Yeah. And just, they say she's super normal. And, like, yeah. her, uh, like, Ryan and her, like, it's watch... like that other chick going to the bridge party, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having, yeah. Just want to have fun with my martini. And that other guy going to his shift at work. I think that's the true sign that you're cra- like sociopath. Yeah, like... yeah. So like her, so Jody and Ryan, the guy she's seeing in Utah, they like sit down and watch a scary movie, and they like start making out. But he's also Mormon, so it doesn't go farther mm-hmm. than that. But yeah, she had. I guess she had bandages on her hands, and like his friends were like, "Oh, like what happened?" Yeah, she's like, "Oh, I, you know, had to just make a bunch of margaritas at Margaritaville, that restaurant I'm working at." I was wondering when we were going to circle back. <laughs> yeah. Making margaritas in Margaritaville beat up my hands. But it was funny because during the trial, um, authorities were like, there's never been a Margaritaville in that area. Uh-huh. And she was actually working at Casa Romos in Eureka at the time. So it was just like, why the fuck didn't you just say you were making margaritas? At- yeah. It was just, it gets weirder. So um, Jody actually is in jail for five years during the trial process. Okay. And a uh, fun little little fact, uh, during the time she was in jail, she entered a Christmas talent competition. They have those. Yeah. Okay. And there's video footage of it, and she sings. Yeah. And she wins. Whoa. Yeah, she's very charismatic. Um, another little fun fact, she does an interview with 48 Hours, mm-hmm. and that interview is actually entered in as evidence, which is the first time that's ever happened. Because she just, Whoa. yeah, gives just... Can they do that? They did it. Because the interviewer's not a cop. You haven't been read any right. Like, I'm you're... not a cop. You're a cop. I'm not a cop. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like hearsay, but it's kind of not because you're recorded. 
But couldn't you be like, I there was a cash grab. I made up all that shit about being a murderer because Dateline, Dateline paid me. That's insane. While your trial's going on? That's insane. That is insane. I get it. But if you're her defense attorney, yeah. I, can't, I can't see how that was allowed into court. That's crazy. I can't see it. Like, I don't know. It's like an exclusive interview. Like, why would you? Wouldn't you want America to think you're innocent? So Jody gives three different accounts. The first one, she originally tells the police that she had hadn't seen Travis since April. April, and she hadn't been in Mesa and blah blah blah. That fell through. Then she told police that she yes she was there, but then two intruders broke in, two white unidentifiable yeah, pirates came. Pirates, yeah. Well, <laughs> all the interviewers were saying ninjas broke in. Um, and they broke in, they killed Travis, and then they tried to attack her, but she got away. And then she didn't feel the need to tell anyone about Yeah, that. and then she's like, I was afraid for my life that they are going to find me. And then finally, she, she stated that she killed Travis in self-defense because she was a victim of domestic violence. Um, so for this last kind of story, um, the defense attorney um, played recordings of Jody and Travis talking on the phone. Um, they're essentially having phone sex and saying... Very out there stuff. Okay. Um, very like a sadist, sadist uh, masochist and yeah, sadist kind of. Yeah, so Travis really wants to be the one dominating, and Jody's okay. the one receiving. And um, it's just interesting because Jody was the one recording these phone conversations. So yeah. I don't know if Travis knew he was being recorded, but he was saying stuff. Yeah, that kind of didn't portray him in this Mormon light that he was trying Got to, it. you know what I mean? I keep so, forgetting about the Mormon part. Yeah. But then Jody knew about it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then there's also very explicit text messages that were also shown to discredit Travis. And then, um, another cool thing about the trial though, um, Arizona is one of the three states in the United States that you can have jurors ask questions. Yes. Yes. So they asked over... How, were you telling me about yes. this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Last week when yeah, we were yeah, supposed yeah. to do this one. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So they were asking... I would be dying sitting there on a jury not able to ask questions. Just imagine me not being allowed to interrupt. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so they were uh, able to ask over 200 questions. Wow. And the judge read them off to Jody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And There's Jody, a system. Yeah. And Jody was on the on the stand for 18 days how tedious yeah and she this is when she's changing her story so you see like um the prosecutor like grilling her and she's like no it wasn't me it was these people who broke in and then it just oh at trial they chipped it away yeah woof yeah but they were asking some like hardcore questions to jody like some of them were kind of sarcastic Mm. Me like how how could you or how how did it feel like murdering one boyfriend and going and making out with the next like Ooh. Yeah. And the judge asked that question? <laughs> oh, another little fun fact. Um, when cops came to arrest her, she was like, oh, okay, can you wait one minute? Uh, I need to put my makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on June 5th, which is the day after the murder, um, a Utah police officer um, pulled Jody over in her rented vehicle um, because her front license plate was missing and her real, rear plate was upside down. And Jody was like, oh, some kids at Starbucks were just playing a trick on me, blah, blah, blah. So the cop helped her fix the license plates and, like, didn't, like, write her a ticket or anything. Hmm. So what they think has happened, like, Jody went around, got all this gas, so she went out to stop for gas. Yeah. 
She put it in this rented car. Okay. She made it look like she was on her way to Utah, but she drove down to Arizona. Got it. With that stolen gun. She parked outside. Before she parked outside Travis's house, she took her license plates off so no one could identify the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Jody was indicted by a grand jury on a first degree murder charge, um, but she pled not guilty. So that's why she went into this like four month long trial. Yeah. Oh, and she also said that she had memory loss, obviously. Yeah. During these crucial mm-hmm. moments. Um, so they sought the death penalty. Um, I feel like Arizona is a place that's going to kill you too. Yeah. 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 And... Okay, so then Jody just starts grasping at straws. She's like, I was abused by Travis. I, I feared for my life. Um, I, She's like, I started getting abused when I was seven by my parents. Like, mm. they started beating me. And her, like, parents are in the audience or, like, in the, you know, room yeah. while this is going on. And, like, Travis's family is there and they're just mean mugging her and, like, crying. And, like, they show the photos and the photos are awful. I accidentally looked at the photos Mm-mm. and this Don't is when I was that. house sitting all by myself. You have this morbid curiosity <laughs> and it pushes you just too far out of your comfort zone. I just wanted to see the crime scene. I didn't want to see the body. I remember I... when I told you about those Bitteker tapes. I knew you were going to try and read them and listen to them. I read it. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're, I... you're house sitting. Yeah. No, that's a story. <laughs> and then you got scared. Yeah. And then I had to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> It was midnight. I was like, nope. <laughs> no. Um, she even went, so Jody goes as far as to testify that she found Travis masturbating one day in his room and she, he was acting really weird. He like tried to get these photos off of his bed really fast and they obviously had a open sexual relationship. Yeah. Um, and she said one of the photos kind of got away from him and landed at her feet and it was a picture of a little boy. Like, he was into... She's throwing them all out there. Yeah. Um, And so, of course, that throws the family into a headspin. Um, So, according to um, Jody, um, the reason why she killed him was because he was in the shower, she was taking photos, she accidentally dropped the camera, and he was like, you stupid bitch. Like, a five-year-old could hold a camera and just, like, lunge at her, and, like, all her past, like, relationships and being beaten as a child and all this thing kind of came to fruition, and... And she shot... She had the gun. Oh, and then, so she said that Travis had a Explain gun... Explain the gun to me. So, Tra- she said Travis had a gun up above his, like, Shower. headboard or something. Headboard <laughs> in the other room. Um, and that he went for it, but she lunged for it to just to get him to stop. But then everyone's like, he's His story Mor-. is bullshit. Yeah. Everyone's like, he's Mormon. He's not going to have a gun. And it's the same gun that was taken by that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she's like, I didn't even realize that the gun had gone Don't off. pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Judge Judy, man. <laughs> so, um, so the main thing it comes down to was, was this premeditated yes. or not? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, where did the knife come into play? All of it. The yeah. trip. Yeah. Um, you went there to murder him, and then you're like, well, I'll have sex with him first, and then I'll murder him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One less. Yeah. Hurrah. Um, so, actually, that first trial goes into a hung jury. No way. Yeah. Uh, prompting, the, prompting the judge to declare a mistrial for that phase. Um, but in 2013... Um, she is sentenced to a natural life in prison. Okay. So she's she's there. 
Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much Jody um, Arias and Travis Alexander. Um, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. There's a movie, if you want to watch. Fatal Attraction? Nope. <laughs> um, I think the movie's called, like, Jody Arias, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I watched a bunch of, like, 48 hours and, like, Ooh. the trial. Like, you can watch the whole trial. Well, not the whole trial. It was, like, forever. But you can watch, like, an hour of it. of this. These the- trials with these cameras in there. Yeah. Yeah. The prosecutor was, like, railing into her. And, like, at one point Did she... Did you not? Serial. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on our second margaritas. Oh, that's right. Jackie's finished her second margarita. A lot of time has elapsed. Okay. <laughs> it has. It has. Um, and this one was way better than the last one. Why was? Why is that? I don't know. It just was. Is it because we didn't? Well, they weren't blended. Yeah. Yeah. You're. you're <laughs> I like your leading question. <laughs> yep. Nope. So this one we made on the rocks, and um, I I do, and I feel like you're the same way. Okay. I love tart drinks. Mm. I love gimlets. Yes. I like drinks that involve lime. Mm. Um, I think it's why I accept tequila in a drink. Yeah. Um, this was very tart. Very tart. Very tart. We didn't Salty. even use all the measurements for the tequila. We did like two and a half. We did less. Three. And it still and it seems pretty strong. super boozy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but tasty. Yeah. No, quite good. I mean, I love me a margarita. Yeah. Well, speaking of margaritas... <laughs> What do you got, Jackie? Um, this one's a bit of a bummer. <laughs> no. Uh, in 1961. Aren't, wait, aren't they all bummers? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some have interesting turns where you kind of forget what a bummer. Like the last kid, one? <laughs> kid, kid, kid stuff is bummers. There's. Oh, you did yeah. a kid. Sorry. All right. Let uh, me get my margarita. In 1961, so back in the day, maybe it's long enough ago that it feels make-believe. A uh, little margarita. I wasn't listening. What, what am I? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in, in 1961. Okay. Margarita Bejarano, B-E-J-A-R-A-N-O, Bejarano, I think, um, was an eight-year-old girl. She's walking to school. No. This is down in the southwest. A man by the name of Cozy Merrill Jones is driving by, and he offers her a ride, which she accepts. Then they drive past her school, and even eight-year-old Margarita's like, um, you passed my school. Like, that's where you're supposed to drop me off. So he kind of keeps driving, and he pulls over at the Cañada del Oro Wash, which is like, I think washes are like a bridge over a creaky stream river. Okay. I think that's what a wash is. Um, Or like where runoff would go if it was anyway there's a stream here um and he lets her out so that she can drink from the stream what this is so 1961 in the (laughs) southwest i a couple more things are gonna happen where you go what lisa i'm so parched yeah (laughs) so he pulls over so she can drink from the stream and then uh she gets really upset with him and she calls him a nasty man this is according to cozy uh, she threatens to tell police about him not taking her back to school uh, and her teacher, and then she darts into the water. So he kind of freaks out. He pulls a twenty-two and he shoots her. What? Um, then he says he sits in the car and cries for an hour. This is all Cozy's okay. story. Yeah. 
autopsy will later reveal that he had assaulted her, that, that there's more than what he says happened. Yeah. Um, oh, and if we go back in time just one year, he was in prison for killing a 12-year-old girl. What? And, and he's he, out? And he escaped. Oh, he escaped prison. He escaped prison. Did he change his name? Or he's uh, just living with everyone? Nope, just running around. So a year later, there he is. And then he nabs another girl and kills her. Gee, like, obviously they're out looking for him. Were they? Yeah. Maybe his <laughs> picture's at the post office. I don't know how. Oh my god, that's insane. Do we know how he escaped? I don't. I'm hoping he dug a tunnel. Maybe somebody... And put a poster over the hole. Slipped him a saw and a cake. <laughs> Maybe that was his wife. Tune into the other episodes to hear yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> hear all of our callbacks. Um, the bo- So then, this part is, uh, a week goes... No one knows that where Margarita is. She's yeah. just missing. A man jumps off a train to get a drink from the same stream. Okay, is this like... <laughs> the fountain of youth like kind of stream we're talking you're about. in the southwest i imagine it's hot i imagine it's desert like it's probably a, a rare sighting of water there's probably so much piss in that river yeah so much but this man jumps off a train <laughs> to wet his whistle <laughs> uh and sees a body and tells Police oh the about body's it. down there oh okay got it yeah so um oh Cozy later says that he went to her funeral and he put flowers on her grave every other day. No. Isn't that just disgusting? Was that proven? Did he really? I don't know. He said it. What a weirdo. So he's off. He's in the wind, right? Yeah. December 1962. This is almost two years after Margarita. Two men prevent him from kidnapping another young girl in Tempe, Arizona. Oh my God. Uh, he gets away from them, but he ends up in a dead-end street while he's trying to get away. He busts into a house, he forces the homeowner into a car, and he's like, you gotta drive me away. The homeowner kind of fights with him, he shoots them, <gasps> dumps their body somewhere, no. and he's just off in the wind. No. Police pull him over, police arrest him, he confesses to everything. Uh, they later find the car that he had Margarita in, that he had dumped. There's blood that matches her. They do ballistics tests to the gun that they catch. It's the same gun. Um, and and he's confessed. So yeah. they've got all this evidence. Then uh, he's sentenced. You did it. You killed her. He's either on death row or uh, life in prison. He recants his testimony. He goes, I didn't, I didn't do it. I don't know why I said I did it, but I didn't do it. He gets a new trial. He's convicted life in prison. So he's in prison. But wait. In 1966, police lose the gun. What? So he goes up for, for like, an appeal or something? And yeah. Then... No. So then in March of 1968... Do you think all this lost evidence from, like, cr- like trials and stuff, do you think it all ends up where that mysterious one sock goes to, like, <laughs> when you're doing, like, yeah. you're drying? Oh, my God. You wonder. Where does it all go? Did someone just, like, take it home to work on it and then I just forgot? Because there's not, there's there's no way that that many people know, that many police officers, like, you know what I mean? They don't have, they don't all have inside men. It's not nefarious. Yeah. It's, like, straight up, like, just think of being at work. Like, people mess up at their job. Yeah. All the time. People lose things. Yeah. People don't follow procedure. Yeah. People mess up stuff up. But, like, is it going it's in just a trash a really, can? It's just a really important 
arena to have people being people in. Yeah. Okay, so they lose this gun. Okay. It's outrageous. Um, in 1968, without facing trial, Cozy pleads guilty again. Okay. Uh, he of second degree murder goes away. He's in jail. So even though like they lost the evidence against him and he probably could have gotten away with it, yeah. He's like, ah, okay, you guys, I did it. Yeah, yeah. And he dies in 1973 while undergoing heart surgery. In prison? They give you heart surgery? You have access to medical care for sure. Don't they just? Or you should kill you? Okay. Don't they well, just? No. no, there's all sorts of rights that you have. <laughs> Not kill you, but you know, let all you right. die. Uh, it's no, a big, they, it's okay. a big deal that they have. Like, if you're diabetic, they have to. You know, no, that I mean? makes like, sense. You have yeah. to. No, I misspoke. They should have healthcare. <laughs> I'm but not. I'm not saying we. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Out here, should you also were have surprised healthcare. to learn that they had healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that they shouldn't have healthcare. And then what happened? That's the end of it. He died. I wanted more justice. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a lot of justice in that one. All right. Well, that's been Killer Cocktails. This week was margaritas. We enjoyed them. We hope you enjoyed the story. And we're hoping you are enjoying margaritas. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Killer Cocktails. As always, on our talent was Jackie Andrea. Uh, be sure to check out our Instagram at Killer Cocktails Podcast or stop by our website, KillerCocktailsPodcast.com, for up-to-date information, photos, contests, and more. Our logo was created by Michelle Firm, whose amazing art can be found at michellefirmdesign.com. Use coupon code KILLERCOCKTAILS, that's one word, for 15% off your entire order. Our music was created by Nikolai Heidlus, and we'll be back next week on hashtag Murder Mondays. (laughs) 